0: You are listening to Just One Glass, episode four. What is your drinking costing you? Welcome to Just One Glass, a podcast for high-achieving type A millennial moms who want to explore their relationship with alcohol without judgment and without labels. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a life coach, a successful entrepreneur multiple times over, a mother, and most importantly, a fellow human. When I took control of my negative patterns with alcohol, my entire life changed for the better. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can find the same freedom in your own life. So whether you're just getting curious about your drinking or you're ready to dive deep, I've got you. Hi friend, thanks for being here with me. And thanks to all of you who have been leaving reviews and ratings. These quick and simple actions really help a new podcast with being found in searches and recommendations, and that means that we can reach more people who need to hear about this. So thank you. Today, I want to talk about the cost of overdrinking. This conversation can have a lot of layers, which we will get into, but first I want to dive into the obvious. How much is it costing you financially? How much money is it costing you? I think it's always a good exercise in getting honest with ourselves about things to actually do the math. And I would encourage you to actually do this calculation along with me, unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep going. Do it later. You can always come back to the episode. I'm going to use my own past drinking as our example today. My drink of choice was always red wine. I was especially partial to French reds. And most of the vintages that I preferred were between $18 to $25 a bottle. So let's take the average of that at $20 per bottle. I could easily polish off three to four bottles a week to myself, more if life was particularly stressful. So that was between $60 to $80 per week. Let's go with $80 as an average because we also want to factor in birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, vacation all of which inevitably led to me drinking even more multiply that by 52 weeks and that takes us to a whopping 4160 that's over $4000 per year and that doesn't even include dining out that's a significant amount of money to spend on booze it's so easy to just pop into the liquor store on the way home from work and grab a bottle without a second thought it's a little here and a little there But it adds up to a lot, like over $4,000 per year a lot. Now that I don't drink anymore, I like to think about all of that money that I'm not spending on drinking. I like to think about the other things I get to buy with that money now. And you don't have to want to quit completely in order for this exercise to be useful. Even to cut down by 50% is a significant savings. It's one of those tangible and measurable benefits that we don't always think about, but it's something to consider for sure. And now I want to dive into the non-financial and possibly less tangible and measurable ways that your drinking might be costing you. The first one that I think of often when I think about how thankful I am to have taken control of my relationship with wine is my health. Alcohol can have many effects on people's health, and this is going to look different for everyone. For some people, and this is one that I hear so commonly from my clients, is sleep. Alcohol directly blocks the ability to sleep. And it's a bit of a tricky one. Alcohol is a sedative, so it can make you feel drowsy and like it's helping you to fall asleep. But you're not actually sleeping when you're under the influence of alcohol. You can't get into those deeper layers of sleep that you need for true restorative, regenerative sleep for your body. And once it wears off, your body is wide awake. Have you ever had that wake up at 2 a.m. and can't get back to sleep for hours kind of thing happen to you? It happened to me way more times than I can count. Alcohol can also negatively impact your blood sugar, your hormones, your hydration levels, and your immune function. Now, bodies are resilient, and they do process and recover, which is why I don't necessarily preach abstinence or that wine is poison. That's definitely not what I think. For me, it's more about taking a holistic and long-term view of health and how drinking impacts it, and the answers are going to be different for everyone. A few questions that I like to ask my clients are, do you see any negative patterns that are emerging over and over again? Do the same aches and pains keep happening? Do the same annoyances with health just start cropping up more often than you would like? Do you feel crappy more often than you feel healthy? Do you find yourself referencing getting old when you talk about not being able to handle drinking like you used to? Another aspect of health to consider is your mental health. For me, drinking kept me in an intense anxiety cycle pretty much all the time. And for some people, it's more on the depression side of things. But for me, it was anxiety. My life felt stressful, so I would drink to deal with the anxiety. Then I would wake up the next morning and feel even more anxious because I didn't actually deal with or process the stress from the day before and because I didn't get a good night's sleep and because alcohol directly causes anxiety. I would go through my day feeling anxious and then 5pm would hit and I would drink wine so I didn't have to feel the anxiety anymore. And then the cycle would continue. It was like this for years. The next thing that you're drinking might be costing you is your relationships. There are a few things that come to mind in my own story when I think about this. I remember bedtime with my kids who were pretty young at the time. I would rush through bedtime so I could pour in my next glass I missed a lot of tender moments with him because I was moving so quickly so I could close the door and go sit down on the couch with my glass of wine. Then there was my marriage. My husband and I were heavy drinkers together, so it's not like he was judging me on the amount that I was drinking, or for my alcohol consumption at all, to be honest. It was the part where I would wake up the next day and wasn't quite able to remember exactly what I said to him the night before, but I knew it wasn't good. Or when he would bring something up that I said to him when I was drunk and I had no recollection of saying it. And that felt terrible. And I knew that I wasn't behaving in a way that was nurturing and supporting my relationship, which is ultimately what I wanted. And then there were relationships with friends. I think it's interesting to consider that when you drink with friends, you're never actually fully, really showing up as your full self. It's more like a hazy, Buzzed, not quite true version. At least that's how it was for me. I think about friends I used to have where our entire relationship revolved around drinking. And changing my drinking made me think about my relationship with them. And that if I needed to drink in order to enjoy being around that person, did I actually want to be around that person at all? After I stopped drinking, my relationships got so much more real and so much better. And the last thing about your drinking that might be costing you is time. I spent so much of my time on drinking, even if it wasn't actually drinking, even if it was just thinking about drinking. It was always there. Next morning spent on the couch because I felt too terrible to do anything because I had too much the night before. Not using my evenings to do anything joyful or productive or useful because I was buzzed or drunk. I never read books that I loved or worked on projects that I found pleasurable or thought about what I wanted to create in my life. And my evenings are all filled with those things now. And what about all of the time that I spent worrying about my drinking? It was always on my mind, even if it was just in the background. I was always questioning things, worrying about things trying to deal with the anxiety surrounding my drinking. It took up so much of my time. And now my mind is free to do so many other things. I'm often asked if my life is boring now that I don't drink. And it's actually quite the opposite. What was boring and old and tired for me was day after day of relentless anxiety and feeling like garbage. Feeling healthier and sleeping better? Not boring. Having a clear mind and the ability to create anything I want in my life, not boring. Having a better and more present relationship with my kids, not always easy, but definitely not boring. Having an honest and loving relationship with my husband and friends, super not boring. Now that my mind isn't constantly consumed with drinking directly or with the fallout of drinking, there's just so much space. So how about you? what is your drinking costing you? Have you done the math? I encourage you to run the numbers and then spend some time brainstorming what else might be in play. I'd love to hear about it all over on Instagram. You can find me at Michelle Kapler. That's it for me this week. I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.